Yes, it is Tuesday, March 14. This is the Big Sports Breakfast on Sky Sports Radio. A very good morning to you if you are just tuning in. The news emerged late last night uh, that James Tedesco is set to re-sign for another year. So until the end of 2025 there at the Roosters, he'll be 33 years of age then. And uh, he was yesterday before this news emerged saying that he definitely wants to finish his career at the club. It'll be Australia and India again in the World Test Championship final at the Oval, June 7 to 11. After, well, Australia had a draw against India last night. Uh, got to two for 175 before they called it quits in Ahmedabad. But New Zealand beat Sri Lanka on the final ball of the first test in Christchurch by two wickets. So that ensured that it will be Australia and India in the World Test Championship final. Morning, Gutho. Morning, everyone. How is everyone? Yeah, we're very good. Now, your Eels, 0-2, but you've lost by one point and four points. Uh, how do you assess, I guess, then, the first two games overall? Uh, probably frustrating uh, more than anything. It's, we've, we've been in the game all the way up to the 80th minute, and uh, both games, we especially against Melbourne, we... We had plenty of opportunities there to secure it, and we couldn't. And again, on the weekend, um, a few little things, um, even with 30 seconds left, we, we just got to catch pass, and uh, Michael probably scores in the corner, and uh, we give Mitchell a chance of kicking the goal to win it. But um, probably frustrating, but a lot of things that we can improve on and um, sort of make sure we can do to, to help win, and uh, that's what we've got to do this week. But uh, a lot of good signs, but also... A few things we need to work on. Mm. You, you mentioned you started well, which you did, Gutho, and then you obviously left the field. Um, were you frustrated about having to leave the field, or do you think that was the right decision? Oh, it's frustrating, but um, that, that's the way they self saw it, and that's the way they called it. It's um, you, you saw it's frustrating when you you know you you didn't get knocked out, and um, you, you're going to let the team down for the next fifteen twenty minutes, and. Uh, they went on to score a few tries and that, and we had to have a bit of a reshuffle. So that's that's probably the more frustrating. That, that's not why we lost, but um, that is a little bit frustrating. Gusso, how hard is it to ignore the talk around none from two? Like, again, I think the reality is, start of the season, you've only just lost the first two games, as you've said, but already, just in the world we live in, there's that that negative talk about para. <laughs> <laughs> there, there always is. There's, there's negative talk before we kick off. Um, yeah. We kick off the season. They're already talking about how bad we're playing. So um, we're, we're pretty used to it now. They're, they're probably down watching us train and talking about how bad we're training too. So um, look, we're, we're we're used to it now. It's um, it is frustrating. You obviously want to start the year off with a couple of wins, and um, we we pro- it, it just like that. Flip of a coin, we probably could be two and zero, and and everyone's sort of saying how good we're playing. So. Uh, we just got to stay in, stay in what we're, we've practiced all all summer and um, where we want to go. And it's such a long season now, and you just got to once you win one, they're all going to get off your back. So that's all we're focused on now, and um, we, we just got to stick solid with what we're, as I said, what we've done all summer and what we've built over the last four or five years, and um, know the team we are, and that and that's what we're doing. We we've got a tough start to the year. We're, we're not going to shy away from that, but um, that's the way you want it. You want to be able to come out and play the footy you want to play, and um, that's what we're trying to do. Did the coaches give the instruction to Dylan Brown to run the ball a lot more last week? Because that's what he seemed to do. Uh, I think when Dill's running, he's, he's involved in the game, and his passing game opens up. He threw a couple of great passes uh, to Michael on the weekend. And um, again, when he's running, the defence is questioning what they've got to do. And I think last year, he, he ran 
he was having 14, 15, 16 carries a game. And I think he had that again on the weekend. And uh, when he runs, it's something good happens off the back of it, same as Mitchell. And um, they get a quick play of the ball and, and then our, our players can play off the back of them. So uh, we need to be doing more of that. And um, again, we were just unlucky not to ice it at the end of the game. And that's the way footy goes. And that's why we love to hate it. Gutho, just the game as a whole, I guess, on the weekend, there was that story that, you know, the NRL would like to expand to even up to 20 teams within around a decade. What are your thoughts on that, just around the game and seeing, you know, the competition in Australian sport for for bodies and, uh, you know, the junior development around the country, particularly uh, in New South Wales and Queensland? Is it sustainable to eventually end up with 20 NRL teams, in your opinion? Um, look, uh, we can see what the Dolphins are doing at the moment. It started really well and it's great for the game, but um, I, I don't know. It's tough. It's always going to be tough. You you sort of, you want to be playing and obviously all the young kids that are sort of coming through want to be pushing for more teams because there's more opportunities to be playing first grade, but um, I don't think we can push it too quickly. It's We've seen um, in other sports where you push teams and uh, push more more players in. There's just not that that talent, and uh, we're trying to push it too quickly. and And you might lose a lot of players and uh, lose the quality of why we love rugby league and those those tough close encounters, which which the fans and um, us as players love. You, you're going to lose that if you try and push it too quickly. Obviously, you'd love to love to have it eventually, but I think, in my opinion, you've got to you've got to wait for the right time, like we have with the Dolphins, and um, to, to be able to build a squad that they're they're competitive every single week and um, for the next 15, 20, 30 years. What about Thursday night against Manly? Um, they were very impressive in round one against the Bulldogs and then had the bye last weekend. Um, Tom made a significant return and got through that game okay. Cherry Evans was fantastic. Where are their threats and, and who are you looking to sort of limit their impact on the, on the contest? I think you just nailed them both there. Um, Chaz and, and Turbo, they're, they're outstanding, but I think they're packed uh, in round one against um, a big big team like the Bulldogs. I thought they were outstanding too. They really set a platform. And uh, At home at Brookie, the, the crowd was sold out the other day, and I'm sure they're going to be sold out again on Thursday. But um, again, we just need to focus on what we need to do, what we've built on, and um, all those little things, all the little fine-tuning that, that you need to do to find a win is, is what we need to improve on, and um, look, we're, we're excited. It's a home game for me down at Brookie. And, um, I've already had a lot of texts to get tickets um, for the boys to get on the hill in their para jerseys. So, uh, look, we're just looking forward to a big encounter. And um, coming off the bye, they're, they're going to be fresh and ready to go again. So um, we just have to turn up, play the game we want to do. And, and in the 80th minute, hopefully we can be a chance to win it. Do you get sledged by the local barista and, uh, you know, shop assistants, etc.? Um, not, not while he's walking around with his manly jersey on his own. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my under-16 talent yeah. match and you're walking around just making sure. Uh, but no, they're pretty good around here. My, my local cafe, um, there's actually a lot of para fans getting around. So I, I remember last year in the grand final, there was a lot of jerseys that they put up a para jersey for me. And uh, look, it's, it's, it's all in good. All my mates still support um, early and, and just sort of come along with the ride as well. Well, mate, appreciate your time as always. Go well against the Eagles Thursday night. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. Clint Gutherson there. Get the game you want when you want this NRL season on KO. 12 Eels games exclusive to Fox League, available on KO. New to KO, start your free trial. The market with Tab.
uh, for this game. Manly, $1.65. Parramatta, $2.25. A brookie on Thursday, plus three and a half the Eels at the line. Staring Tough at 0-3. You like them? Loss? Oh, they're going to be desperate. Yeah. Um, but Manly were very impressive against the Bulldogs, but the Bulldogs weren't great. Week off help Manly or don't help Manly? Uh, well, so I think it helps. Start of the season. Well, I think it helps Tom. <laughs> Which means it helps Manly. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think with Tommy, you know, getting through that first game. Yeah. Mentally as mentally, well. Mentally, yeah, just, yeah, you know, come back, yeah. rest, recover, look after your legs, start get some more Ks into it again um, without rushing to get right for the following week. So I think it will help him. Um, I don't know. Manly are a really good side at home, and I think that they'll play finals footy this year, but... The eels are desperate. Mm, um, you know, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know which way I'm going to go on this one yet. Daily like Cherry Evans teams said something uh, yesterday about he was talking about Tommy T saying uh, a big part of his situation is the expectation that everyone else has on him mm. because he had that unbelievable season a couple of years ago yeah. that we we expect him to play like that all the time. Mm. <sighs> Do you reckon that plays a part in his mind or do you think that's just outside expectation? I think they're trying to tamper it a little bit, you know, make sure that people's expectations comes down a, little comes bit. Down a bit yeah. in case he doesn't reach that level. But when you've played at that level, you know as a player, yeah. it's like as a batsman. That's where I'm going. But that's where I'm going. That's where I want to be. In your sport, in rugby league, if to play like that, I would imagine physically you have to be you're on that cusp of gotta have your body right. Exactly right. So, how does he get the balance between? Okay, I know I can be at that level, and that's yeah. where I do expect. But for the first half of the season, I might have to if yeah. I just if I play it ninety percent. That's I don't have to play it hundred percent every single game. Do you think he is working that out? Well, he's now? got to build his way into the season. Mm. I, I I think, and as much as you say no, I'm ready to go. I'm hundred percent right, and I don't think about it mentally. I'll guarantee you, you do. Yeah. Well, you've done a hand. Yeah, no, no, you. you it's well, I went it's, a year without there, doing a hamstring, but in the, it's always in the back of your yeah. mind. And I didn't have to run it. I could, I could, on, I could hide a bit. Like I don't yeah. even running between the wickets. Really, your most dangerous time is either taking off, yep. or when you're full extension sliding your bat. So as long as I was yeah. gentle on those two areas, the rest you get away with. Because you can feel good as gold, and then your hemi goes. Yeah, and you go, wow, how did, how did that happen? I didn't feel any onset of it coming. Mm, it no it just, just no, yeah, it just happened. So. In the back of Tom's mind, because he's done it so many times, it'll always be there. Mm. Always be there. And when he gets into the clear, and I, I think he did it in round one, and he said, oh, he knew that the fox was going to, to run him down. But I still think in the back of his mind, even if it wasn't the fox, I think he wouldn't have overstretched yeah. just, if and gone hard. I think he just would have yeah, yeah. stayed smart. within his own. Oh, 100% smart. smart. Until you get that confidence back. And thank you for pointing out on the text line, the Eels have lost by four and four, not one and four, as I said. Oh, how dare you. Well, get I get ten dare, in the bin, so it's you two you. for the next few minutes. How I'm dare out. you Yellow get it card. wrong. Well, there's some Tigers text here. Morning, boys. RE, once mighty Tigers. Uh, no one is talking about the fact that the Tigers let the better halfback leave the club. No doubt Jackson Hastings is a better number seven than Luke Brooks. It's time Brooks has 
Well, <laughs> this is a bit harsh. The ultimate gear change is sent back to the New South Wales Cup for as long as he needs to get some confidence. He's not playing like a billion-dollar-plus halfback. Hasn't for the past three years. Tigers have massive problems at head office and signing a 72-year-old coach for two years who has well passed it. Uh, no titles in NRL Super League since 2005. It's one of the dumbest decisions ever made. What are your thoughts on this, Adam from Mudgee? And uh, just by you thinking of that, this one from John from Wingham, who we know is a very passionate Tigers man, uh, says, G'day all, when is the media going to talk about what, are, what most of us Tigers fans can see? The club is run by egomaniacs. A CEO who thinks he's bigger than the club and is unaccountable and a chairman who goes around threatening legal action against anyone who criticises the club it is that type of climate that reflects itself on the playing field and nothing will change until this current regime is gone. That is the opinion of John from Wingham. Keep them coming, by the way. 0419767272. Um, once again, though, amidst all... I mean, because Sunday was such a poor performance, but it is round two of a new regime a new coaching regime, at least, there at the Tigers, and new personnel as well in yeah. some key positions. And I think when they'd signed Tim and Benji, I think there was a lot of excitement, and we all thought that, well, you know what? This is not a bad way to go. And I said at the time that Tim Sheens was the perfect man, a couple of reasons. One, he, he's very knowledgeable. Uh, he's worked with a lot of football players over his time in the game. And Tim would be prepared to wear the bruises. And I think that was my exact words. Tim can wear the bruises for the first couple of years and then Benji gets to take over once he's you know, managed to put his cod together. And um, you know, a lot of these guys start to get that 30-game, 50-game NRL experience behind them. And in two years' time, they'll be a lot better than what they are now. But having said that, you still expect them to play a lot better than what they did in the opening weeks of the competition whereas I thought there were good signs in round one I liked the way they were prepared to move and challenge the opposition and with that comes errors but in the second game they were just they they just looked off the pace they just didn't look like they had any control they looked like they hadn't learnt there's a time when you move the ball but there's also times when you need to go hey settle down here boys we've made back to back errors we can't make three in a row we're going to get to our kick. We're going to build ourselves a bit of pressure, get back into the contest. And for the next three or four sets, we're just grinding away. Just get back into the flow of the game. And then we can start to move it round. But they just didn't do that. They just tried to score off every play. They were panicking and they just self-imploded. Uh, now, whilst we had Gutho on and Parramatta staring down at 0-3... The 6 o'clock game on Fox League Friday night is Newcastle against the Dolphins. The Dolphins are favourites with Tab to go 3-0. and I mean, did anyone in the universe predict this? They're $1.52, no. Newcastle $2.55 and plus 4.5. The reason Newcastle are plus 4.5, they have an enormous personnel crisis. So Jacob Saifiti's probably going to take five weeks if he... Takes the early police. He's that done hit. all right just to get five okay. weeks on Jake. I, I thought that might have been break, at least break, break six sure. to eight. Uh, no, not that I'm aware of. No, no, you're thinking of Corey Oates who got his, his jaw, jaw broken yeah. by uh, drink Corey water. Oates drink did, water. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, but I, I thought it was a six to eight week penalty. <sighs> it was heavy, but yeah, you know, five weeks. Uh, mm. Considering that Wade Graham was. 
four, 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 three, yeah, three, and then, and then, then he, but it was a re, I, he got him, but it was a reflex action, I guess. Oh, I'm just trying to think of you know mitigating it being six weeks. No, if you, look at, at, <laughs> if you look at that tackle, yeah, it was, that's as bad as I've seen for a while. Compared to Wade Graham. Yeah. One game difference. And you're going, well, five weeks. So mm. we'll see how it all unfolds throughout the season. But that was that was a fair hit by Saifidi. He knew straight away as well, didn't oh, he? Oh, 100% he did. Oh, he was remorseful. Mate, and away. I loved his reaction because yeah, he knew. He yeah. knew he was going. Yeah. <laughs> he knew, oh, oh if I could only get 10 minutes in the bin here, I'm the luckiest man <laughs> yeah. in the world. Yeah. <laughs> He knew he was going. He did the wrong thing. Put yeah. his hand up. And yeah. I think we all accept that in this game, you are going to make decisions yeah. at times where it goes wrong. Yeah. And that was a time in the game where it went wrong. Mm. But he's not a bad person. Unfortunately, he copped him high. He's got to pay his, uh, cop his medicine. Yeah. And, he, and he moves Play on. on. Exactly. Amongst those unavailable or almost certain to be unavailable for the Knights, Ponga, Braley, Frizzell, Kurt Mann, Adam Elliott, Adam Clune got concussed in the New South Wales Cup as well. Oh At God. least Jackson Hastings is set to escape with a fine for his tackle on Tommy Talau. But that is why the Dolphins are favourites as it stands. And they're travelling to Newcastle, by the way, for that game. What a perform- for- performance sorry, by the Australian baseball team. They've beaten the Czech Republic 8-3 to go through to the quarterfinals for the first time at the World Baseball Classic. And as are on the text line... Uh, says, morning, lads. Australia's through to the World Baseball Classic quarterfinals against traditional powerhouse Cuba. ESPN will hopefully do the right thing and show the game as they've shown Aussie pool games live. Uh, they have, have, have that, or they haven't they? Anyway, isn't yet in their programming. Oh, no, live isn't yet in their programming. There's a full stop there, Azza. Uh, it's been quite pathetic, the coverage of the Classic, which has many... Major League Baseball stars on show. Well, hopefully we can see that somewhere because that is a great performance uh, from the Australian baseball team at the World Baseball Classic. Now, Mossy's multi. Had to go. Last leg. Needed Melbourne victory to win. They lost 2-1 to Western United last night. Mm. 2-1 Western United over Melbourne victory at Amy Park. So Mossy's multi fails at the last hurdle. Uh, you don't look one bit disappointed, Loss. Does he ever get one right? <laughs> wow. Well, surely when you're giving out tips, you've got to give them right at some <laughs> stage. I mean, oh, I just I, I, I don't even know what to say. Well, he comes on here as the footy expert. But you've trying to steer our listeners into a winner, and he can't even get a multi up. You've also told us Jeez. you're an analyst, a horse racing analyst. Who said that? You did. You've said it before. Yeah, but I'm geeing up. Mm. I'm not the expert on horses. That's what Ali Mosley and Brad Davidson okay, right. do. You know, but I just trust my eye. Mm. Yeah, I, I, not I a think, section. I think my man. eye is pretty good. You watch the text board light up now. Zero four one nine seven six seven two seven two. And it is time to talk some A League. Uh, Sydney FC. Sixth on the ladder, two points clear of the pack. Heading in the right direction, too. Big you know? one, though. Wanderers, Saturday night. Bring it on. Allianz Stadium. Remember last time these two teams played? Steve Corica and his old teammate, Marco Rodan, on the uh, oh, mate, don't bring it line. up. Don't bring it up. Just had Long a little, gone. Old news. Spat. We love that. Old though. news. 
We want more of it. Anyway, City FC coming off a 1-0 loss to Wellington. That was at Eden Park on Sunday. And uh, we're lucky enough to have City FC coach Steve Kiker on the line with us. Morning, Steve. How are you? Yeah, yeah, good. Thank you, guys. Good morning. How are we? Yeah, really well, thanks. Your assessment of the 1-0 defeat on Sunday. Well, I said in the press conference, football's a strange game because, you know, we dominated the whole game. Uh, we played really well. Um you know, we we hit the we hit the post. We should have definitely had a penalty shout there. I think uh, I think the referee got that wrong. Um, and there was a couple of occasions we should have probably done better in the final third, but it just come down to that. We just didn't didn't score, and um, unfortunately, that's the way football is. Sometimes you play really well and don't get the rewards for it. Yeah, Steve. It seems like it's been that type of season as well uh, for Sydney FC. You, some unbelievable football, and then just missing some opportunities. What's mm. that like, the coach? And how do you how do you keep that balance of, of not getting? You know, I know how hard it was as a player, but what's it like as a coach to not get too disappointed when things don't go to plan, and then? too excited, I guess, when you see what your team can do. Yeah, obviously you get very frustrated, but like I said to the players after the game, like they, they gave everything, they they played really well. We were just lacking that final pass or that final shot in the, in the final third. That was the area that we, we I suppose, we need to improve on the whole season. We've, um, you know, um, it's that's the hardest bit of football, scoring goals. So, um yeah, that's where we lacked a little bit there. But, you know, I, I couldn't take anything away from the players. They they did really well. They played well. Just We just didn't get the, the final result that really we deserved. We had, you know, over 60% possession of the ball. Um, we, we pressed really well, you know. So everything from training ground went into that game. And, you know, we're just lacking goals. And um, that, that's probably the most disappointing thing, not to come away with anything from there. Do you think you're far away from having... Not so much the perfect game, Steve, because no one ever has the perfect game, but the mm. game where you go, right, we've, we've nailed it, you and now, right. yeah, yeah, this is this is the yeah. standard, boys. This is what we need to continue to do. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's like I said, it's a strange game. We've played worse before, and we've won. Uh, we've played better before, and we haven't won. So it's about putting it right, and, you know, I think this is the best time of season to actually put you know, put it together at the back end of the season. We've got, I think, six games to go and then hopefully we're in the finals and, and that's the best time to, to actually put everything together. And I'm hoping that's going to come and, you know, we have the players to do it. Um, a lot of experienced players, but a lot of young boys also coming through and um, yeah, it's a great opportunity now for us to play the, the big derby this weekend. Um, you know, one apiece. We've both won away from home uh, this season and, um, yeah, obviously looking forward to Meeting up again with Roots. <laughs> is he still a sore loser? <laughs> he is. <laughs> Love it. So oh, it's great theatre for the fans, no doubt about it. But what's the key to limiting the Wanderers? What in particular about them do you have to be across? Uh, they're, they're obviously doing really well this year. Um, they've been very consistent as well. I think defensively, they don't concede a lot of goals. So, uh, you know, I really don't think there's probably going to be a lot of goals in this game either. You know, both games have been 1-0 wins for, for either side. So, uh, but also, I think they have a, a good attack as well. They've got some good um, foreigners that have come in um, and, you know, they're doing really well. So, and Borello up front uh, is, is dangerous with his pace and he's, he's scoring goals as well. So, you know, it's just a normal normal derby. It's, it's going to be... You know, full on. Uh, I think we're expecting a, a very big crowd. I think on on Saturday, thirty five thousand so or more. So, 
you know, it's a, it's a, it's the best game to be playing in, and, and the boys are, are well up for it, and they know what they're up for against this uh, this side as well. Steve, how do you monitor the players during this time of the year? Again, like you say, massive derby, huge crowd, a lot to play for for both teams. Yeah. But yeah. During the week, do, do things change because you are sitting in, you know, such a place where you're getting into the, you know, final part of the season? Um, well, you know, we just got back from Auckland yesterday. We're back in training this morning. So it's basically just seeing how the boys are this morning, yeah. uh, freshen them up uh, tomorrow. We've got a day off. And then, um, yeah, then we've got a, our normal lead into the game. So, you know, they know what they need to do. Mm. Obviously, this game is an important game for both teams. Um, but, you know, we can we can get a lot closer. We're four points behind them. We could get, you know, one point behind them and, and really push for, you know, a higher place in, in the league really towards the end of the season. And that's, you know, what we what we want to do. We set our sights on a, on a position that we, we want to try and get to and there's still six games to do it. But it's all in your hands, really. I think, you know, we play them, you know, we play Adelaide who are above us as well. So, and then there's a couple of teams that are below us as well that we have to play in the, in the leading uh, to the end of the season. So, you know, it's in our hands. It's, it's, it's up to us and how, how we perform and how we get results. Stevie, as a coach, how do you go about getting the right balance leading into the derby? Because obviously you want your players to be emotionally attached to the game, which I'm sure they yeah. will be regardless. But yeah. also having that knowledge that, no, well, we just can't do that and and and, and think we're going to win balance it out with that skill level and I'm assuming it in some games because we've all been a part of it sometimes we get carried away with the the emotional side of it rather yeah. than thinking about the skill level part of yeah, it. Yeah definitely right I think that's the most important thing that obviously Derby everyone's really pumped up for and we don't want to overplay the the game before we get there so you know we just want them to do their jobs um, it's obviously a different game this one uh, for the fans and for the players because it's you know the player is the biggest game of the season, really, for for both teams. Um, but yeah, we we need to make sure that we do our jobs like defensively. We make sure we stay focused and and especially uh, control it, try and control the game as well with the ball. And um, yeah, and hopefully it all works out and we and we get the goals that that we need. And um, yeah, it's 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 a great game to be involved in and looking forward to a, a massive crowd. Obviously, our second time at our our ground and um, yeah, it's going to be great. Finally, Steve, what do you make of the whole second-tier competition proposal and, uh, you know, that eventually they'll be working towards promotion and relegation, provided it's all uh, viable, of course, and, and that's something Dwight York had a, had a bit to say about, amongst other mm. things, on his way out of MacArthur? Yeah, I think it's a good thing. Um, obviously, these teams want to be involved in, in that second-tier division as well. But, um, you know, when you're talking about... Uh, relegation and promotion. I think that's probably a little way off. Um, obviously, they'll get the league started first, and then you know I think down the track that that might come in. But I don't think they would be ready to to come straight into promotion or relegation. So um, you know, there's a big difference from from them teams at the moment to to the A League. But um, it's it's something moving in the right right direction. I think. Well, Steve, appreciate your time, your thoughts as always, and go well in the derby on Saturday night. Thank you, guys. Have a good morning. Steve Corricus, Sydney FC with Tab, $2.40. Uh, the Wanderers, $2.80. The draw is $3.50. All right, Loz, are you ready for some of these texts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> this was uh, in response to Loz before saying that, uh, you know, 
basically trusts his eye uh, in being a horse racing analyst. Mm. And uh, our listeners don't disappoint as they ever do. Uh, if Loza has an eye for horses, he should be declared legally blind, says Mick on the tweed. Uh, morning, boys. Loz, if you trust your eyes, it's time to go to Specsavers, says Bowen Albury. Yeah, trust your eye, question mark. I'd be getting a second opinion down at OPSM. Uh, I do particularly like this one because Jim has spelt yeah. your name wrong. Hi, boys. Daily, spelt D-A-I-L-E-Y. I, I think with your tips, you might be cross-eyed. <laughs> Uh, there's just a small sample of yeah. <laughs> the uh, abuse that Loz uh, has had in relation to his comment just before. Well, any, I might, any... oh, well, I might have 50-50 eyesight mm-hmm. because in my multis, mm-hmm. all right, every multi I've had this year, one leg has got up. Got up. Mm. But, mate, there's a reason it's a multi. That's exactly right. Don't give us, don't give us one. Give us both. <laughs> Or give us nothing, and I'm a supporter of you. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm on your team, but I'm just saying I don't want I don't want second place. Yeah, but uh, you know, Either give me a multi I, I, or I'm don't. Giving basically two tips out a weekend on a multi. How many wins have we had in the multi this year? One, only one. Only one. <clears throat> We've had a couple. What's uh, happened to you? You've lost your mojo. No, 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 mate. On the Last weekend, year you're much better. On the weekend, I don't want an excuse. We had Waterford the favourite. Well done, Waterford. And Ren second. Chin up, Waterford. Thought it was going to win, too. Oh, oh, would have, could have, should have. I don't want to hear it. As well. Mate, I was one, trying to get out. You've only had one <laughs> win in the multi this year. Mm. Oh, you got some work to do, boy. Yeah, no, I have. You might need I've some. had a good, hard look at myself. Mm, okay. I've had See? a chat to myself. That's good. I look forward oh, to Friday. Too bad, actually. <laughs> How are you looking? <laughs> <laughs> Took so the shirt Friday. off. Pressure on yeah, Friday, right. Loss. Actually, someone texted in the other night. And this is how vain I am, boys. Someone texted in yesterday about how their mother saw me on oh, the Matty John show. I was show. hoping you didn't see that text. Yeah. And, and said I look fat. Oh, whack. And then I looked at myself on the Matty John show and I shape. did look fat. Really? Yeah. Might I had this tight brown. Yeah. I had this tight brown. And I was sort of <laughs> slouching. So my gut actually looks a lot bigger than what it is. Well, just make sure. When are you back on? So I saw it yesterday. Thursday night? Yeah. Just sit up a bit straight. Yeah, I will. I will. <laughs> Maybe be a bit more selective with the shirt you wear then as well. Like No, the, the girls get it ready for me. Well, but you can say, excuse me, ma'am, you, I look fat in this apparently. Can I not wear this one? Mm, anyway. I, I meant to, to suck to it in. How long are you on for? That. 15 <laughs> minutes. No, suck, no only on for three. I ain't suck it in for three. You might be able to speak. <laughs> no. Just hold it in. <laughs> Did you see that text I message? I did. I was worried. Actually. I tried to delete it. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about Mate. deleting it for you. Anyway, you look great, Loz. Gee, we've got some stuff to talk with Dick Fain about tomorrow, Loz. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, gone from the 49ers, signed with the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, so we're still waiting to see. Surely Aaron Rodgers has got to make a call on what uh, his future is there at Green Bay and whether he's potentially headed to the New York Jets. We should know. Got I some think, news on Brady morning. for you as well. Oh, do you? I got a scoop. Go. Let's leave it for tomorrow. You're kidding. Let's just leave it when I want Dick on the okay. show. I just want to just want right, to find you... out if it's a rumour or if it's a scoop. Right, That's you all. and him going to Europe no, together this summer? I won't be going. Uh, to, winter, sorry? I won't be going to Europe with him, no. He won't be going to Europe, let me tell you. He's a busy man. Right. Okay. <clears throat> uh, don't read that text, Loz. Um, <laughs> hey, Loz, you did look large on the Matty mm. John show. It was oh. a laugh. Don't read that one. No, uh, I did look large. <laughs> Brad Davidson, straight, good morning. Straight to the gym. 
Good morning, guys. How are we? Yeah, really well, thanks. And uh, we spoke to Adam before about uh, the James McDonald situation. So he's uh, free to ride on Golden Slipper Day after all. Yeah, exactly right. And Adam covered that uh, yesterday. And, yeah, look, guys, um, I said last night, I, I thought it was a bit of a, a disappointing decision, to be honest. Uh, six meetings down to down to four. I think they got it down to about 4.9 with a few other reductions there in the appeals. And then 4.9 became four. Um, so he can now ride on Golden Slipper Day. Now, it poses the question, guys, would this have... Would this be the same if uh, it was a lesser-known jockey? Um, people had their different opinions on that, but where I stand on on the matter is is J Max obviously got a great record over over two years with this, and that's why he got his reductions in the first place. But when it comes to safety, um, you know, when it comes to breaking the rules, particularly around safety, there's got to be consequences. And basically, the the level of leniency there offered yesterday takes away those consequences for mine and doesn't send the right message. I think it's a disappointing decision for the sport and I think, quite frankly, it's the wrong one. Davo, does it cause... Uh, well, it's going to cause chat amongst the jockeys, but does it cause anything more than that? Conflict or that whole, well, it's okay for J-Mac but not okay for the rest of us? Is there any of that that's going to go on here, you reckon? Yeah, well, there were several jockeys on social media yesterday yeah. um, already alluding to that. Um, Brett and Abdullah, Regan, Bayless, and, and they've all pointed out it's not about J-Mac, and, and that's the key. You know, J-Mac's just doing what any other jockey would do and, and have a crack at an appeal, right? But what it does is it's just a precedent now. Any jockey who goes into an appeal can say, well, hang on a minute, you did this for J-Mac, why, why can't I get this as well? So they've really opened a, a can of worms and... Like I said, I think it was the wrong decision. I think J-Mac should be on the sidelines this weekend, and I think he's very, very lucky. Now, Jamie Carr, good news. Uh, she is awake and talking to family. Yep, after that uh, nasty, nasty fall there on the weekend and was heavily concussed. And, um, yeah, we, we heard the news yesterday that uh, she's awake and talking to family, which is just um, terrific news. We know that Craig Williams has suffered a, a few injuries there as well as a broken collarbone, but... We saw him during the uh, over the weekend sitting up there in, in hospital, um, you know, in, in good spirits. So just good that both those uh, jockeys seem to be coming through that because it was a pretty nasty fall there at uh, Flemington on the weekend. What did you make of Espiona winning the Coolmore? Yeah, she was good, Loz. Lot, nice, lightweight. She's a horse that's promised you know, plenty for a long time and she got a group one there on the weekend. I tell you, though, the run of the second horse was enormous. Pride of Jenny, she never got any peace at all throughout the the run, uh, throughout the race. She was the run of the race by a mile and um, pretty stiff to go down by a lip. She was in front past the post again, so um, she was clearly the best run of the race there. And what did you make of, well, particularly the performance of Dean Holland on board in secret as he, I guess, uh, took advantage of the unfortunate situation with Jamie Carr? Yeah, the pick-up ride there late and um, yeah, look, she just bounced back to her best, didn't she? Good ride by Dean Holland as well to get a, another Group 1 under but he's belt there, but um, yeah, she just loves the, the Flemington straight. The jury was out prior to that whether she was at her best, but no doubt, no doubting after that, she was simply dynamic there on on Saturday in the new market, which was a, a great race to watch. Uh, what are we following? Look, there's a few to follow. I thought from the the weekend, I think Estero's well placed to win a midway in a couple of weeks after hitting the line hard from a wide gate. August Bloom, ditto, um, not a midway, but um, hit the line hard and. The wide gate was against here on the weekend. Brosnan's looking for further now, but really on track for a race over 2,000 metres. And as alluded to, prior to Jenny, um, follow her next time out. Her run was, was enormous there in the Coolmore Classic. Slipper, barrier draw. Crucial this morning. 
Will be, yep. Uh, look, I think Cylinder's clearly the one to beat, guys, but um, we'll talk more after the barrier draw, I'm sure. Thank you so much, mate. Thanks, guys.